morning, everybody. Good to see everybody here this morning. Nice, brisk, frosty morning. Amen. A little bit of fog in the air. And I hope that's a, a sign about the Shekinah glory of God in our lives. Amen. <laughs> uh, I have two prayer requests. Uh, uh, well, actually, three of them. Uh, this morning, uh, a prayer request for Gloria Baker. Glorine. Uh, I always get her name mixed up. Gloria, Glorine Baker, uh, Marshall's uh, grandmother. Uh, she needs prayer. She's having a difficult time walking. So, uh, and then also Sister Lisa was going to come this morning, but uh, she ended up her. Her left eye was swollen, so she asked prayer for that. And then, of course, Brother Rich Zephyr this morning uh, was planning on coming to service, but he's not feeling too well this morning, so let's lift him up in prayer also, besides all the other prayer requests that we have for our relatives, our families, our friends. It's good to see Brother B here this Amen. morning. Amen. Amen. And all the rest of them from White River. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I think that's it. I think that is it. So without any further delay, we'll go ahead and if you all stand with me, I'd like to ask Brother Aaron if you'll lead us in prayer this morning. Musicians and singers, come on up. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Good to see you all. Bless a beautiful morning. Amen. God's given us. Amen. Amen. Uh, I believe God is going to bless us once again with His with His presence, with a beautiful presence. Amen. The Lord has been manifesting. So let's, Amen, get into that same frame of mind, faith, and let Him move for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father. We thank you once again. Amen. To be gathered together here in Your name, and I pray, O oh God, once again, Father, bless us Your presence. Let Your Amen. Your Holy Ghost manifest and move for all of us, O oh God. And as we look to you, Father, and give you all praise and all glory, Father. Worship you in spirit and truth, the one and only true God. Amen. What a privilege, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God. We love you and appreciate you. And ask, O oh God, that you'd have your way. Amen. Anoint the man of God. We thank you for your word, O oh God. Amen. Anoint the song leader, the singers, and O oh God, and let your name be upon us all, Father. Let your word come forth, O oh God, and to edify and sanctify your church, O oh God. Amen. Increase our faith, O oh God. Amen. Let our desire, our love for you abound, O oh God. Let's be zealous of this truth, O oh God. Just to love it, O oh God. Amen. Always to appreciate you. And let your Holy Ghost lead us and guide us in all truth, O oh God. Even open understanding, Father. Give us revelation. Amen. From your word of wisdom, Father. Direct our steps, O God. And we're careful to give you praise and glory. Let's be one mind, one accord. Amen. Bind us together in your love. Let there be peace and unity and harmony in our midst, Father. And I thank you, Lord. And I pray, Father. Amen. For a special prayer for those who can't be here, Father. 
I pray, oh God, for growing bacon, Father. Touch her, oh God. Amen. Heal her, Father. Help her, oh God. Amen. Move in her life, Father. And bless Sister Lisa, Father. Touch her and heal her, oh God. And I pray, oh God, give Brother Rich strength, oh God. Quicken him, Father. Amen. His spirit, his mind, his body, Father. And we look to you, God. We're, amen. So thankful, Father. Amen. For this great salvation. Almighty God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Father. And the church said, Amen.
Mahoney class, one of the little guys. Uh, I will be making some announcements this evening concerning our new schedule beginning this week. This week so uh, uh, I want you to be aware of that. And so I think that's the only thing I have as far as that's concerned. So if you want to be dismissed to your Sunday school class, you can be dismissed. So all you there. Go ahead. Did you pull down all the uh, for the monitors? Now I can hear you breathe. Praise the Lord. I just want to make sure you're still alive. <laughs> I'd rather be starting out the new year. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're all probably made some kind of uh, resolution and what we want to do. Mine is just simple. I want to live it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that alone just kind of tells you a lot. But if you want to live for God, it means a lot of things in your life. Mm. Going to be anything right direction. Yeah. Amen. Pretty simple. I just want to live for God. Amen. That's my goal. That's my aim. That's what I want to do. So uh, can't help but but uh, uh, thinking about some things and <clears throat> trying to get us to a place of uh, how would I say it? Uh, understanding. Understanding who we are, is, uh, what we have. Amen. Are any of you aware of your spiritual inheritance? Mm. Amen. 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 Talks about in the scripture, spiritual inheritance. Right now, we're we're uh, obviously we have access to that when we were baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, we had, had access to that and entrance into the kingdom. And as Paul said that Jesus did everything he did for us so that he can confirm the promises that uh, the Lord made to Abraham and everybody following, mm. including us, our Father. So he's here to confirm those promises. And so we have access to that spiritual inheritance. That's one thing that you should always remember as a child of God, that you have access to those things. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, he, he shed his blood and gave his life 
all that so that you and I can have access to that. We can we can live in it while we're here. And if we live in it while we're here, if we if we live in the fullness of it while we're here, we'll be able to uh, enjoy that time when we will be able to live with him in eternity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's something to for the human mind to try to fathom, isn't it? Yeah. It sounds too good to be true at times, but it is. It's true. It's good. Those promises given to us. So um, the best thing we can do is is to uh, to ensure that is to do what we can to live and to and to make use, take advantage of those of what He's given us as far as our inheritance down here on earth, because that's what He did. Amen. Get us ready for the next life to come. Amen. Hallelujah. We just get the, we're just giving a little little bits and pieces of it while we're down here. And uh, we talk about uh, when we come to the Lord, how when we experience salvation and deliverance and uh, God sets us free, of course, we know from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of his dear son. And, and, and we're, we're, we're uh, all the weight and all the sin and all the power of darkness is is taken from us we're, the Lord delivers us from that so we're loosed from it so we uh, we don't carry that weight and we don't carry that I want to put it in this way that baggage that we used to carry in it. that former life and everything that uh, was a part of it everything that we were uh, engulfed in and immersed in but yet, uh, on the same hand, here, here's, uh, he'll, he'll take our lives right now. We're not just called just because, you know, we, we believe. A lot of us don't realize this and understand that when he called us, he set us free. He filled us with the Holy Ghost. He did that for a reason. Mm -hmm. And he did that for a reason so that you, you and I can be recipients of that. We can inherit our spiritual inheritance. So as a result, we have all those things that are being brought into our lives. He takes... <coughs> And, and, and there was a song that uh, uh, Brother Longshaw wrote, taking out the bad parts and putting in the good parts. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. He's taken out, he's removed all the bad things. Now he's replacing it with the good things. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's doing to us right now. If you could, if you could just, and that's just simply, you know, putting it pretty simple so you can understand the process. Mm -hmm. That's God's process. And so here we are, we, we, we are uh, inheritors, we're joint heirs with him, with Christ. And so we're inheritors. If you ever notice that, he made a way for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. He made that way, he paved that way for all of us. <clears throat> he had to become a human being to do that, he did. But he made that way so we could have access to that. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Amen. We, can, we can enter into those things. So right now... Besides the life that we live down here on earth, this physical life, this carnal life, the material world, the physical world, uh, always remember, we're pretty well acquainted with that, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're pretty well acquainted with that life. We know what that life consists of. Mm -hmm. We've been, uh, how, how would I say, uh, we have been living that life for so long, we're so used to it. 
but the thing is, we need to get used to our the other life we have. You know? yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The life that should be the the primary mm -hmm. yeah. source of our being. Mm -hmm. The spiritual side. Mm -hmm. The spiritual man. The spiritual woman. The spiritual life. That's where that's where he's called us to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I want to turn your attention this morning to the book of Genesis, chapter fourteen, verse number twenty-two. And if you're not familiar with this story, uh, when Abraham came in, uh, what Abraham did was, uh, Abraham, when he heard of uh, Lot and his people being taken captive by certain uh, kings, and Abraham went and he recovered all that was, all his you know, his family, Lot, his family, all the substance that was taken captive, and he went and he defeated these kings. And, and of course, uh, uh, after that, and then recovered them, brought them back. And all the spoils. Didn't just recover his, his uh, what was taken, his, his people, his family, and all their substance, but he recovered even the spoils that were from the others that took them captive. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that's something I'm, I'm not going to minister on that thought this morning, but that's an interesting thought is when we are, when God recovers something, he recovers in more than just what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah, he'll even help us to gain uh, power over our enemies. Yes. Yeah. Subdue them. And we can take spoils you know, beyond what we merely have, we can we can increase our substance. Right. Right. Yeah. In other words, I'm saying that's not. Maybe I should preach. I don't know why. I'll stick. I'll stick to my thought here. But in in verse 22, and the Bible says, and Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldst say I have made Abraham rich, save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Anur, Eskol, Mamre, let them take their portion. And uh, here we see Abraham uh, exchanging a little conversation, dialogue with, with the king of Sodom. But he said this one thing in verse number 22. He said, I have lift up my hand unto the Lord. I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord. Praise God. That's something, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, you notice that in this passage of Scripture, uh, it doesn't say hands. It says hand. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say, he, he could have said, I lift up my hand unto the Lord. He didn't say that. This, this is not a mistranslation, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
This is an accurate translation of what Abraham said. But if you if you understood uh, Hebraic or Hebrew language and customs that they had, even the Middle Eastern customs of these people that roamed over there in the Middle East, they had customs. They understood certain things. So whenever you spoke something and, and you said it in, in with a you know uh, today we we say our languages have a, a different slang. But people understand that slang. If you come from a different area and you say something in a certain way, you know what they're talking about if you're familiar with that slang. Of course, that's just the way it was here. And when Abraham said that, I lift up mine hand. He didn't say hands. He said hand. I lift my, up my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth. In other words, what he was doing was he was basically confessing confessing everything that he was actually uh, following and believing when he said, I lift up my hand. I lift up my hand. Okay? The problem, the problem, is that it's not really a problem, but when you when you take a look at it and you read it in such a sense, when he said he lifted up his, he lifted up his hand singly, uh, a correct translation or a, a, a good translation would say this is what actually what Abraham meant he said I lift up my right hand I lift up my right hand this hand I lift it up to the Lord why the right hand well the right hand the right hand in the in the scripture and the right hand, in, 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 as a custom to a lot of, uh, uh, if I want to use it in that sense, tribes and people over there, means uh, figuratively it symbolizes power. So the right hand symbolizes power. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the favored hand, the right hand. There's a lot of reasons. And I know there's probably, anybody ever heard that expression, South Paul? Oh, yeah, yeah. What does that mean, soft Paul? Left-handed. Yeah. Uh, there might be some left-handed people sitting in the congregation. I don't know. Right. That might be the hand that you favor. That might be your strongest hand. Oh man. But but figuratively, the right hand was depicted as the right hand of power. That was the favor side. That was a side of a person's strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's why. He said that I lift up my hand. In other words, I lift up my right hand to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because He's my strength. Yes. Amen. He's my strength, so I lift up my strength to Him. Okay. So the right hand figuratively symbolizes power, a place of honor. It symbolizes power. And a place of honor, of special benediction, and paternal love. Wow, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? And how we know that, if you ever look in the, in the Bible, and you look at different transactions between covenants that were made, uh, it was raised in the act of taking an oath. And it was raised in the act of praying. 
And uh, a, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, <clears throat> we're actually the right hand, uh, according to uh, according to history and according to uh, Hebrew custom. Uh, when when they uh, when they when they uh, talked about direction in the right hand, and they use they always use the tabernacle. Moses' tabernacle, or in the time of Samuel, the tabernacle that was at Shiloh, and then when it moved to to uh, Jerusalem, when David finally brought it back to the to the city of David, and then the temple was built. So every time the the right hand position was according to the direction that you faced. Okay. So in other words, uh, a good example is. We use the term southpaw. When you're left-handed, you're you're left-handed. They call you southpaw. So in other words, in other words, you know how they base that? They base that is is because if you look to the left, well, let me say, if you if you look to the west, let's say, I know that's west over there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So if you look to the west, south is going to be on your left. Mm -hmm. That's how the world perceives it. Mm -hmm. So you know what they call us? South pause. All right. But if we turned around and we looked to the east, guess what? Our left would be where? North. North. So in Hebrew, in Hebrew culture, how they base the right hand in position was when they looked to the east, their right hand was on the south. And their left hand was on the north. Mm. So in everything, in other words, everything was done differently or exact, exactly opposite of the way the world perceives things. Mm. Wow. Yes. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I guess if you're right-handed, you're really, you're the one that's really a, a south pole. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the scripture that comes to mind in the book of Acts is when, when they were talking about the apostles and they were trying to, you know, tell them, hey, don't be preaching in his name. Don't be bringing his name in there. Don't be preaching about him. And you know what they said? You that turned the whole world upside down. <laughs> in other words, uh, they were perceiving the apostles and what they were teaching, they were saying they were upside down, but in, in essence and truth, they were the ones that were upside down. That's right. Yep. And we're the ones that are right side up. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's, you know, little little play in position or how you perceive position with God. Amen. And so so we understand this that like Abraham said, he said, I raised my hand. I raise my right hand. I raise my right hand. You ever wonder why in the Bible it says in, in, in 2 Timothy chapter uh, chapter 2 it says to lift up holy hands? Why is that an act of, of worship <laughs> and, and obeisance and honor and respect and adoration and exalt, we're, we're exalting him, aren't we? Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? Just like Abraham. He 
He said, I lift up my right hand mm -hmm. to the Lord. Amen. That should have more meaning to all of you in here. Right. When you come to worship God. Yes. Amen. And as you notice, he said, holy hands. Yeah. Right. Lifting up holy hands. In other words, you can lift up your hands, but your hands may not be holy. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Wow. Hallelujah. That's right. Some of us don't even lift our hands. Mm. Wow. wow, Lord. In other words, this, this is my own opinion, okay? This is something I'm throwing in. This is just my own opinion. Because if we had that connection with him, we would let ourselves and everybody around us know the obvious connection. That's why Abraham said that. I lift up my right hand yes. to the Lord, Amen. the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. I lift my right hand. Why? I have a connection. Amen. I'm lifting him up. I believe in him. He's my source of strength. He's my source of life. But why is it sometimes when we can't lift up our hands, you know, you're, you're letting the world know where your source of strength comes from. That's right. Your source of life. Right. If they're not up there, you know where they're going to be? Below. They're going to be down here. Yeah, that's right. You know why? Because you're bound. Jesus. So that should mean more to us as far as the simple act of worship and lifting up our hands like Abraham did. I lifted my right hand. Amen. I lifted up. My strength, because that symbolizes your strength. Hallelujah. Well, let's move on a little bit. So, the symbol of power, you go and, and, and if we want to take, if we want to look at it according to Scripture, uh, go with me to uh, Exodus 15. Uh, you're probably well aware of this particular scripture verse when the people of Israel walked through the Red Sea. They passed through the Red Sea and <clears throat> the Lord parted the Red Sea. I'm, I, you know, when I think about that, I just think about, wow. Mm -hmm. and, and especially when I think about what a lot of people think about that crossing area and they always try to uh, minimize what God did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He was, he was in the Sea of Reeds. And he was in the shallow area of the North Sea, right at the tip, where it was three, four feet deep, and that's why he was able to separate. No, 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 no. That's the traditional historical account of the crossing of the Red Sea. Even some theologian always go there. And I was thinking, wow, hey, you're supposed to believe in the God yeah. that has all power. Why would you want to? Why would you want to? Amen belittle his power yeah. and not believe it. And of course, you know, when they found that crossing there in the, in the Gulf of Aqaba, and they found that crossing, and they found the depth of the water at that crossing to be 2,000 feet and over. Amen. Wow. And then the crossing itself, 14, 13 and a half miles Man. from one shore to the other. That's a long way yeah, to walk. Yeah, it is. And here's the thing. God, God didn't want his people walking on the bottom of the murky, the, the, what they call sea silt. He didn't walk in on sea silt. You know what he did? 
He built a highway of sand for them to go across. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says they walked on dry ground. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that was proven by satellite images. There's, there's a crossing there. And, and it's, 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 not, it's not the same uh, uh, elevation as the, the, the bottom of the sea that's around there. It's up a little bit, almost uh, a few hundred feet up higher. So obviously God did some real quick road work when that wind was blowing. Yeah, right? amen. Blew all that sand in there and built a, a, a walkway so they could walk across on dry ground. And you know what? They have they have video footage of that particular crossing area. And you know what they found? Chariot wheels, yeah. horse skeletons, yeah. human yeah. bones. Yeah. Now is that a coincidence? No. No, it's not. But here's the thing: the world doesn't want to acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. That was probably at least one of the greatest archaeological finds mm -hmm. this world could ever even come across. But Amen. Yeah. 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 But we know. Amen. So in, in verse number 6 in Exodus 15, Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy hand, O Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. So you can see when it talks about the right hand being connected to power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. It has dashed together, or dashed in pieces, the enemy. And you, you go over there in Psalms 118. You go into Psalm 118 and verse number 16. It says, O Lord, truly I am thy servant. Uh, that might be the wrong scripture verse there. About the right hand. One eight. Oh, I'm looking in the wrong chapter. Excuse me. Excuse me. 116 I was looking at. The, the Lord, uh, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. So here we, we kind of have some uh, examples from the scripture about the right hand of the Lord. It does, it is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. So, amen. We see representation of power. Power and authority. So when we talk about it being the place of honor you go into the scriptures in the same book of Psalms 49, 45 excuse me same book of Psalms 45 we're just going to walk through this just ease through this a little bit here so I can get to what I want to share with you on this so you can get an idea of what it means Amen so in, in Psalms 45, 9, <clears throat> it talks about it being uh, a place of honor. We see that in verse number 9, he says, King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Okay? Then look what he says. 
upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. So that position was given to somebody as a place of honor. Ooh, pay attention to that, man. Mm. <laughs> Amen. It was a place of honor, of course, a place of benediction and of what we what we call paternal love. You ever wonder why when we're all when we have been brought together in holy matrimony, the man and the woman. Guess where the woman is placed? On the man's right. She's in that place of honor. She's on the right side of man. Hallelujah. That's a place of honor. Amen. Amen. Did you know how blessed you all are? All you sisters? <laughs> Stand in that place of honor. Let me tell you something, husbands. You need to honor your wife. Amen. So we're in that place of honor. It's a place of where we're, of course, talking about paternal love and all this. And he talks about it in, uh, uh, in Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. <clears throat> we see another scripture that refers to this. And it says in Matthew 25, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. My, my, my. 2534, excuse me. I just need to slow down a little bit here so you can catch up. Matthew 2534. And uh, he says, Then the king shall say unto them on his right hand. Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So, so always remember the position, the right hand, the right hand. So we see that, okay? So now you're kind of getting a, you're, you're getting an understanding, you're getting a place of position, so let's let's kind of make it. Let's let's take a look at why that is significant, because it's a representation of power. Power. Everybody say power. Power. It could be. It could be. Uh, how how could I say? Good power. It could be. Uh, power that is based on righteousness or it could be power that is based on sin. And when it speaks of it, it's just, it's what you allow, it's your strength, it's what you favor, your favored side. Mm. Everybody listening. Amen. It's what you 
when you raise your hand, however you move, and, and whatever your, your, your way your heart is, it's what you basically allow yourself to be connected to or your allegiance to. Mm. Ever wonder why the scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 4 and following that, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Amen. Did he say, with half of your strength? No. He said, with all yeah. your strength. Amen. In other words, everything that every physical, uh, all the power we have in our physical body, and even in our mind, mm -hmm. and even in our heart. Amen. That part of us, that's that is that is the the right hand of power. It's who we give allegiance to. Yes. And well, let's go back just a little bit. So Abraham raises up his right hand and he says, I lift my right hand up unto the Lord who is the possessor of heaven and earth. That's yes. who I'm Amen. in allegiance with. That's who I give my strength to. Amen. So, so <clears throat> physically speaking, you know, we, since we're talking about the, the right, the right hand, and we just kind of look at the fig, the figurative uh, part of it as far as the Lord is concerned. His right hand, we know that He has power; it's a place of honor, and all this kind of stuff. But even in our bodies, if you go there, if, that, if this wasn't true, why would Jesus say it this way in Matthew chapter five, verse number forty? You're probably acquainted with this scripture verse. If you read over this, and um, but look what he says about it. He says, uh, "Why would he make reference only to to one side? Because that is the side that we normally give our. That's our strength." So he says in Matthew five thirty, he says, "And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee." For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. Amen. So why would Jesus say that? If your right hand offend thee, cut it off. Huh? That's pretty interesting, isn't it? If thy right hand offend thee, cut it off. What you're giving the power to. <clears throat> and Paul, in a sense, alludes to, you know, really what that means when he's talking about if ye then be risen with Christ. I'm reading out of Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. For Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Yeah. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye appear also with him. So look what he says. If, 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 we're, if we are risen with Christ, and we're, we're seeking those things that are above, you know what's going to help us to keep us in that position? Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, hey, cut it off. 
cut, cut it off. Paul says this. He says in verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Mortify your members. In other words, you know what? There's, there's uh, several definitions to that. But one of them is this. Is cut it off. Cut off those members. In other words, that very thing that we used to give our strength to. Mm. Mm? How many of us used to live hard for the devil? Yeah. yeah. You know what that you know what that means? We used to live, we gave him our strength. Yeah. We gave him, if I'm gonna say it this sense, we gave him our best side. Yeah. So if our best side offends God, you know what we need to do? Cut it off and cast it from us. I don't. I don't want you know. Thank you, Jesus. So when we see this, okay, when we see this and we understand, you know what it all means as far as the right hand, the right hand. Everybody say the right hand. The right hand. That position. It's kind of something. You go in the scripture and uh, go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 7. I just want to, I'm just kind of building things up now. I'm just kind of slowly letting you get a, a, a good picture through the scripture, what I'm talking about. So, in Acts chapter 7, you probably are are all familiar with this, but we're just going to go there anyway because it never gets old. <laughs> Acts chapter 7. <laughs> uh, I have a memory about this particular scripture verse. A good memory. <laughs> and uh, so many things contained in this. It's pretty awesome, but I'll just, I'll just concentrate on what it's saying here. Uh, 755 it says this and look what it says uh, we'll back up to verse number 54 when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth talking about Stephen or Stephen there are all these uh, religious folks all these religious folks but he being full of the Holy Ghost. It's kind of funny. Here's something amazing. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to see God clearly. Amen. Amen. You're going to understand God clearly. Mm -hmm. You're going to understand His Word clearly. You know why a lot of people are in error? They're not full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But He, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven. You're going to see heaven the right way. Amen. <laughs> And saw the glory of God. He saw what? The glory of God. Yeah. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Amen. So, so, so let, me, let me tell you something. When he looked up into heaven, he seen that. He seen the glory of God. Pay attention to what he's saying. People that read this text need to pay attention to what he's saying. He's talking about the glory of God. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. That's right. So he, 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 he seen this vision basically of heaven. He seen the throne of heaven and he seen Jesus 
He seen the glory of God. Then he seen Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Yeah. That does not mean a literal position. He's not standing next to the throne. It says he was standing on the right hand of God. In other words, he was standing in the power of God. Amen. Amen. In other words, there, there's not three thrones up there. That's right. One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> for the Holy Ghost. He just seen one throne, but he seen Jesus standing, and he sees Jesus standing. His position was he was standing in the power of God. Amen. He was standing in the power of God. And and, and that, that's that's one that's one thing that uh, a lot of people have problems with is that when they when they don't realize who he was. But that's what he said. He said, I see the glory of God. And, and, he, and, and said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Woo! Talk about getting them mad. What are you saying? You know what? The Jews understood that term. That's why they were mad. Huh? They understood he was that he was the God man. They they understood that term, uh, the, the the Messiah, the Son of Man. And when he made that connection, was that he said, "Hey, he's that he's up there in heaven. He's standing on the right hand of God." In other words, hey, guess what? He is standing in the throne of God, and he's standing in power. They just couldn't stomach that. They couldn't believe that. And so the Bible says, and they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God. Look what it says. When they stoned him, he was calling upon God. Oh, amen. He was calling upon God. Look what it says. When he called upon God, look what he said. He was calling upon God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. <laughs> Amen. So what does that tell you? Obviously, Lord Jesus was is God. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was calling Woo! upon God. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Yeah. 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 Wow. How, how could you separate those two? He's, he's, he's speaking about the one, one person. Here's a, here's a beautiful thing about this. When he was on the throne before he descended and came to earth to become a human being, he was on the throne in spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. When he ascended, when he ascended back up on the throne, guess what? Now he's ascended. Now, you know what's up there on the throne? A body. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Amen. A glorified body. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So now there's a literal body, a glorified body, sitting on the throne of God. Before, it was just a spirit. So God made himself visible to the prophets through uh, a theophany, a spiritual being. So when they seen him sitting up there, that's what they seen. They said, oh, he's on his throne. But he was sitting in the spirit. Amen. Now he's sitting in a literal body, a glorified body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But he's sitting 
on the right hand of God. In other words, he's sitting in the power of God. Huh? He's sitting in the power of God. Well, if, if, you, if you want to tie this all together, Jesus said that in, in Matthew 20, 28, 18. Let's go there. Uh, you can write this down so you can, you can, you know, familiarize yourself with it. That's why Jesus could say this. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Yeah. Woo! So that is a confirmation of what he came to do so that he, he could receive all, all power. Yeah. All power is given unto me. Guess what? In order for a king to have all power, guess what he has to do? <laughs> Somebody says, ascend to the throne. Well, yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But in order for a king to have all power, he has to subdue his enemy. Yeah. Woo. Wow. yeah. Amen. Huh? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why the, when you read Isaiah 6, it talks about when Isaiah seen him up in, the, in heaven, in the temple, and it says, his train filled the temple. Man. His train filled the temple. Man of war. Oh, and, and it wasn't a short train. It was a long, long train. train. You know why? It filled the temple. Yes. Woo. Remember that victory march we did last week around here? Yeah. He led a, a train of vanquished foes. Mm. Wow. Hallelujah. So all power was given unto him in heaven and in earth. Remember that now. Which is, this is just simple, simple scriptural yeah. fact. Yeah. That sometimes it's, for whatever reason, we never really take Grasp notice it. or we never comprehend. We just read it. Mm -hmm. mm. But in essence, it's a reality. Amen. It is something that is established even right now as we speak. Amen. And so we, we see that. And uh, uh, Jesus alluded to this in, uh, in, in another scripture verse when he talked about uh, <clears throat> when he came. Uh, go with me to Luke chapter 11. And you see in, in Luke 11... Hallelujah. You see in Luke 11, just pay attention to the scriptures we're reading now and pay attention to what, to what they're saying. It's going to help you, help you to grasp this latter part when we get into it. But Luke chapter 11, verse number 20, <clears throat> it says, But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. Mm. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils. With this one finger, I cast out devils. No doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. The Greek Bible says this. He's talking about the finger on his right hand. Amen. So this finger, this finger on the right hand of God I cast out devils. 
cast them out. In the scripture, in the Old Testament, the priesthood, the ministry was referred to as the hand of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Do you think about that? So if we're the hand of God, let's bring it over in the New Testament. Amen. If we're the hand of God, guess what? We have the same power. Amen. We have the same authority. Yes. Wow. Amen. This simple Simple facts that need to settle in your mind, help you to comprehend what it is, what we're all about, what we have right now in, 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 in the Holy Ghost. Uh, Matthew 26, verse number 64, let's take, another, take a look at another scripture here. Uh, you're probably all familiar with this scripture too. You read this before, and, and uh, talking about his returning. But it says this in verse number sixty-four. Jesus said unto them, unto him, Thou hast said. Nevertheless, I say unto you, henceforth shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power. Mm. You see that? Mm. Look what he says. You shall see. The Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power. In other words, he's sitting. He's sitting on the throne of God. He's sitting on the right hand of power. And then he says, on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. So you need to see this. This is where he is right now. He is seated. In other words, he's sitting in that place of authority. He's sitting in that place of Sovereign authority and as a ruler of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. And that's just, you know, we take a look at that now. That's obviously truth, but it's going to be a truth that's going to become real in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Right. In that thousand year millennial reign. And then it's going to go on and be ushered on into eternity. Because the Bible says his kingdom is forever and ever. Amen. That's amazing, isn't it? Amen. So if we can just, just understand, understand what I'm telling you right now. The right hand of power. Seated. Everybody say seated. Seated. On the right hand of power. So... And then in, in, in Matthew uh, 24, 30, in Matthew 24, 30, it says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great authority. So we see this. That's why... That's why I have hope. Hallelujah. That's going to be neat. Yeah. Yes. 
because uh, everybody likes to, you know, we're, we're persecuted. Wow, those, those people are crazy. Yeah. I always remember a, a well-known, a well uh, uh, how would I say it, when people talk about Christians and their, how they have to rely on the God of the Bible and all this stuff, and they say, oh, you're all weak. You're all weak, so you have to submit yourself yeah, to a power. God that's not there, an invisible God that is not real, and all this stuff. You're weak creatures. You're weak beings. Wow. Yeah. I'm dancing. Amen. Yeah. Because there's going to be a day when all those scoffers and unbelievers yeah. that have said that, when That's they right. have the opportunity to hear the word Woo! of God, and yet they say, oh, there's no God. Yeah. You fools. You believe in something that isn't real, and all of a sudden, guess what happens? The, the, the eastern skies are going to be lighted up. Amen. And you know what? Every eye is going to see him. Bow. strong and oh I can I can face this let me tell you something <laughs> wait till they stand before yeah. him at the judgment right. 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 and they're not the going to have enough right. human strength to stand before him I guarantee you they're all going to be shaky even bond man that's what makes me feel good yeah. You can say a lot of things about me, that's all right. My God, that's all right. But there's going to be a day coming when everybody. Yeah. Where's the East? Over there. <laughs> wow. As the lightning shines from the East, it goes to the West. Yeah. Amen. You know what? We're, we're all. We're all. Uh, up in the air about serving God, pleasing God. We're, we're, we're worried to the point where we allow the devil to, you know, fear to creep in and, and use that fear. Oh, I'm not going to make it. All this kind of stuff. Mm. And he just doesn't want you. He wants you to doubt. He wants you to be full of unbelief. Oh, yeah. it's not going to happen. Full of fear. All this kind of stuff. But, you know, that's why... Uh, that's why if we just continue to pray like we should. Yes, yeah. amen. Pray and seek God like we should. Get into the word of God like we should. Amen. Humble yourself amen. to the will of God like you should. Amen. amen. Just humble yourself. Do good. Don't be weary in well-doing. That's right. And, and all this, and we just do that. We just apply ourselves. Just do it day after day after day. Amen. It, to me, it's not boring. That's right. Huh? It's exciting. Amen. And, and I get in the Word, and, and, I, and I read, and, and man, I tell you what, I get excited when I see certain things that when God speaks to me, it's your Word, and I just go, woo-hoo. But, you know, that's what he wants to do. He wants to, he wants to give us exhortation to his Word to understand how much he really loves us and all that. And, and when we see that, and, and you know what's going to happen? 
as long as just, we just, uh, like, a, like I shared the other night, we haven't apprehended it yet. We're not perfect, That's right. but we're, 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 we're striving Amen. to be what God wants us to be. Amen. We're growing in Him. Huh? Amen. And, and we're not perfect, but you know, here's the thing. We're all doing what we can. We're all seeking God. We're diligent. We're fervent. We're humbling ourselves. We're presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. We're wondering. We're wondering. Yeah. As long as you obey God's word, as long as you submit yourself to his, his word, as long as you let his word conform you, yeah. mm -hmm. don't be conformed to the, to the world, but be conformed to him. Amen. And that's what Paul talked about, you know, that he's going to create a new man in us. Let him create in us the, the person he wants us to be. And as long as we humble ourselves to that, what's going to happen? When he comes, you know what? When he comes and we see him, John said, hey, when you see him, you're going to be like him because Amen. you're going to see him as he is. Yeah. Why is it? Because we subjected ourselves to the word. Yeah. We subjected ourselves to the word. We humbled ourselves to the word. We obeyed. So the word conformed us. Molded us. Amen. And we're going to be just like him. We're going to, we're going to have that amen likeness. Hallelujah. I guarantee you, when you see him and he sees you, it goes, Woo! And you know, I don't know how that's all going to happen. But if we have that ability to fly around, I get it. I, you, I'm going to be flying circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Wow. Get to that point where it becomes a reality, and man, you're just gonna you're gonna see me zipping across. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> but we're we're all gonna see him as he is. We're gonna be like him. That's yeah. what John said. Hey, what you worried about? That's it. Just, just obey God. That's yes. all you gotta do. Just submit yourself to Him. Amen. Amen. But that's just, that's just the way it is. Okay. Wow. So we see that. So, so remember, remember now the position, the right hand of power. I raise my right hand. In other words, you give your strength. Give your strength to him. Let him be your strength. Let him be your portion. Let him be your shield. Let him be your buckler. Huh? Hallelujah. Amen. Let him be all that. You think about that. Now let's 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 you know to put this all into if I want to say it in that way perspective to to just actually see where it is right now uh, where we are right now all this is obviously said and done and, and Jesus is is sitting on the right hand of power he's sitting on the throne and here we are and. So, if Jesus is literally at the right hand of God, 
How many of you believe that he's literally at the right hand of God? Amen. Amen. Sitting in that place of power. Yep. Just by the few scriptures I gave you. There's more scriptures that, you know, that basically bear witnesses, that affirm what I'm telling you. There's more scriptures. I just gave you a few. I gave you a few that speak about it. So we can understand. We can we can read that. There's a reason why it's there in the Bible. You read it and go, mm-hmm. The reason why the Bible calls him the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. There's a reason why the Bible says his name is above all names. His name is above all names. I can't even think of any person on earth that can even get close to him. Yeah. There's going to be a big gap between where his name is and all the great names. They're going to be way down here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big gap between that name. He's highly exalted. His name is highly exalted. Ooh, it's so far up there. As far as his preeminence and his his majesty and his power. Here's the thing. Righteous power. Righteous judgment. Wisdom and knowledge. Nobody in this world that can compare to that. That's right. And there he is. He's sitting right there. Boom. There he is. Remember what we talked about. Let me let me go back a little bit. Just let me go back before I before I turn this the last few passages of scripture loose on you. Uh, the right hand figuratively figuratively symbolizes power. So you know that now? That symbolizes the place of honor, a special benediction and paternal love. Okay, so we know that. And and we know that's what the scripture refers to as far as the right hand of power. And so if we understand, if we understand, we look at it and we see it in the scripture, what it symbolizes, okay, we get a picture of that, what it symbolizes. And we understand. And what I ask you here, if Jesus is literally at the right hand of God, everybody in there said, yes. Yes. We all know that. And we all understand it just by the scriptures. I relate it to you. Okay? Now, here's a question I have for you. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. Are we literally at the same place with him. Amen. Are we literally his hand. in that position? We have his authority in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to sit in heavenly places with him. Is it, is it, which, which one are you, Nally? No, Nally? Which one's Nally? <laughs> They're both pointing at each other, so I don't know. <laughs> which one's Cassie? Okay, I was getting mixed up. <laughs> and then Nally. Do, do you, are you understanding what I'm saying? You guys get an idea in your mind? Because this is really going to help. 
you, it's going to help everybody here. Mm. It's going to help each and every one of you. It's going to help you. Now it's going to help you. Kimmy, it's going to help you. Mm. Elena, it's going to help you. That's the beautiful thing about being in the body of Christ. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Where we are situated, where we are positioned, every one of us. Alora, it's going to help you. Joel, 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 Joel. Dane and Marshall and all of you, it's going to help you. Because that's where we are positioned right now. We're positioned. It's hard to, you know, when we look at the scripture and we look at these things and we read them, and it's just like, uh, please don't look at the Bible like a storybook. Right. Yeah, that's right. It's not just a, another piece of literature. That's right. It's, it's a book of truth. Yeah. It's a book that has power and life. Amen. It's not just black and white. In mm -hmm. black and white, it can become alive Amen. in us. So when we come to that understanding, when we read it, it's, and, and, and of course, you know, we, we, we can imagine the, the figment of our imagination. We can go there and we can, you know, pick up a, 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 a mental image of what that's like. We can see it and we just wonder about it and say, oh man, is that, is that really true? Is that really true? And all we need to do is we need to hear what God is speaking to us through his word. Mm -hmm. Because if he's speaking to, to us through his word in that way, and he's, he's given us knowledge, he's given us information, he's enlightening our carnal minds with spiritual facts. Mm. Wow. Amen. And we see that and we go, oh, wow. Usually that's our, our reaction. Wow. And sometimes it's too good to be true. Huh? We have seen so much junk in this world. <clears throat> so much abuse. Huh? So much degradation. Hmm? And, and so much disparity. A lot of things that we're so used to, we're so, and when something good happens, when something, you know, good is presented to us, we go, oh, that's too good to be true. <laughs> here's, 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 here's a fact. The devil doesn't want you to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. That's right. The devil doesn't want you to have real peace. That's right, man. He doesn't want you to have real joy, mm -hmm. real happiness. Right. He doesn't want you to experience real love. There is a love that is far greater than what they call love in this world. That's right. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's right. That's right. And that love is is a love that is so strong. But you know, he wants you to stay in that same 
you know, mindset, same thinking. Oh, that's not possible. That's not true. Can't be. But yet we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll believe Facebook. Yeah. Wow. Huh? Well, believe all that junk that comes on there. Huh? Even even in in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Everything that Hollywood puts out. Mm. Zombie invasion. <laughs> well, you know, in a sense that is true. Yeah. The dead are taking over this world. Yeah, spiritually. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah. dead, the, the, those that are dead in their sins. That's right. There is a zombie invasion. Yeah. They're all, amen, walking dead. Yeah. That's right. Huh? That's why they need the gospel. Amen. The gospel. Hallelujah. But we'll believe that more than anything. Not superheroes. The what, what what's those, the the cartoon book that they have all these Iron Comics. Man, Comics. Marvel. Marvel comic books. Oh man, we're really into that. Transformers. Woo! Alien beings. Wow. We can we can believe that. We we're, we're entertained by that, so we want to believe it. And it's not reality. But see, the devil wants you to stay in that frame of mind. With that mentality. He wants you to think like that. He wants to keep you at bay. Man, I hate Facebook. And I hate all these other you know, media devices. Not one of them is any good getting worse I, 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 I was reading the epic times this morning and Facebook just totally shut down anything to do with uh, you know the, the the elections as far as the GOP and everything they're trying to do but they'll sure they'll sure advocate for the left side yes what does that tell you there's no such thing as integrity Right. There's no right. such thing as honesty in this world anymore. Right. People have an opinion. That's right. And they sure want to express their opinion. Amen. So that tells me we're living in a world that is in a sad state. Yeah. Morally. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. And we'll believe all that. Yeah. All that junk. But you know what? God wants us to get a hold of the truth. <laughs> So when I ask you that question, in reality, the church, the church, are, where are we literally at the same place that Jesus is? Are we in that position? He's up in heaven, don't we? Yeah. You read the scriptures, you know he's up in heaven. He's on the throne. He's up there occupying. He's a high priest now. And he's up there ministering for you and I. 
Amen. And so when we think about it, and here was the Apostle Paul speaking about this in Ephesians chapter 1, if you want to go there. <clears throat> and uh, I just want to point out a few scriptures here and there in chapter 1. It says in verse number 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Wow. Amen. Why would Paul say that? The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. He was inspired by the Holy Ghost. He was inspired to write truth about our spiritual inheritance. He was trying to get the people of the church of Ephesus. This is an interesting study, the book of Ephesus, because if you read the history of Ephesus, Ephesus, the saints of Ephesus thought they were poor people. Of course, they were trying to compare themselves to the world. So they were saying they were in poverty. So they referred to themselves as a poor people, but Paul said, no, 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 you're not poor. You're rich. Amen. Amen. You're rich. Praise God. So he says, you know, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Then he goes down in verse number Nine, and he says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. The mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself. Okay. Verse number 11. In whom also we have all obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him, who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. So you see that this was in God's mind even before creation. This is was his intent for us, for you and I, for his people, for, for his church. That was his intent. This was a long thought out plan in the mind of God. And then it became a reality when he came to this world and he took on flesh. He took on flesh to redeem us. To bring us back to him so that we could have an inheritance. So we see that. And so, and then you go over there in verse number uh, 20. And oh, let's back up a little bit. Uh, verse number 17, and that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his 
mighty power. Okay, does everybody see that? And then now he makes the connection. He says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So he exalted him. He elevated him. As I said before, the throne was occupied by the Spirit of God. Now the throne is occupied by the body of God. Amen. He recovered what was his, and he made it. He made it. He made us eligible as his, in spirit, his, his spiritual heirs. So he says, far above all principality. Does everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that which is to come. And have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of, over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Amen. Amen. So, so we see that connection. You see what he did when he was exalted, when he was lifted up, when he was glorified. That's what Jesus said. That he can be glorified. So you know what that means? He said, so that I can occupy that throne. Amen. So now you see it. But, well, let's take it a little bit closer. Look what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 6. The Bible says, well, back up to verse number 5. Uh, even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. He's made us alive together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together. Mm -hmm. Amen. So in other words, when he ascended to that throne, here's the thing. Every time somebody is filled with the Holy Ghost and is born again, according to the scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of people might like to make a big fuss about that. Say, you don't need that experience. All you do have is, is have to accept it. No, 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 no. That's not what the scripture teaches. That's right. Because if we're born into the kingdom of God... We have to go through that born-again process, being born of water and of the Spirit. And, and so that's what we do, and, and it's required of us. And, of course, when we do, we enter into that kingdom. And, and we, the moment that happens to us when we are filled with the, with the Spirit of God, you know what happens? It says, the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Amen. Make us alive. So as a result of the new birth, the new birth. Now, now, here's the thing. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he was saying that if I told you earthly things and you don't believe them, how could I tell you spirit, the heavenly things? 
are you going to believe the heavenly things? Yeah. That's the way it is with some of us. Amen. So here it is when we're born again, we're born again, and we're born again into a new life. We're born again into the kingdom of heaven. We're born into, the Bible says, born again means to be brought forth. We're brought forth. We're, we're brought forth by the Spirit. We're brought forth into the kingdom of heaven. So now we have a spiritual life. We have a spiritual inheritance. But at the moment of that birth, guess what happens? Paul said, we were raised up together with him. Amen. Wow. Yep. Huh? And that raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 So if we're sitting together with him, then obviously, guess what? We're sitting on his right hand of power. Amen. 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 It's something to come into that. You know, I wonder, here's the thing. We're human beings. Uh, Peter and James and Andrew and all of them, all his uh, the disciples, the apostles, they, they got to witness his, his ministry. They got to witness his authority, his power. They've seen people, devils cast out. They've seen, I mean, the Bible gives us certain accounts of the healings and all the miracles, the feeding of the multitudes. But you know what? There's obviously more that happened than that. Yeah. But could you imagine the look on and his disciples' face when something happened? It's probably like... <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> trying to let what they seen, trying to let that what they seen, what they experienced the manifestation of God and trying to, somehow their little brains are trying to <laughs> wrap around it like <laughs> can you imagine Peter going like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they probably said anything for a while. They're probably <laughs> Bible doesn't talk about things like that. I remember the first time I seen a, 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 a miracle. A miracle. I tell you what, it was just like. I had to laugh the other, the other night. I don't know if you, any of you, but I did this morning too. Uh, I made a mistake in playing the other night. I got so much into my worship. I forgot where I was in that song, and I was just, and then I, then I, <laughs> then I realized, oh, but I got so filled in the Holy Ghost, I just, I forgot about it, and then I did it this morning again, I was really into my song, yeah. I was just having a good time, and I forgot, oh, I, you know, but you know, I was, I was distracted by the Lord. Amen. Amen. And sometimes the Lord will do that. 
to you. He'll distract you. Yeah. And I always remember that first time I seen a miracle happen. I mean, first, I, 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 I never even thought those things happened. And, but when I seen a miracle happen, and that's just the way it was. I was just like awestruck my mouth. And I'm, if I could have took a picture of myself, my mouth would have probably been just... <laughs> and, 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 and that wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't just miracle, one miracle that happened. It was miracle after miracle after miracle. I mean, what was going on in that revival? Miracle after miracle after miracle. Just like, and I was just like... And when I went home, I just couldn't get it off my mind. I was thinking... What in the world? And that's how it is to us. I, I want you to comprehend where you are right now. Amen. I want you to comprehend the position we are in right now. Because we have been raised together and we're sitting together with him in heavenly yes. places. Yes. Amen. Amen. Glory, Lord. And here's the apostles when they seen all those things happen. If I want to use a word, they were probably just dumbfounded. Then all of a sudden, here comes his crucifixion. Here comes his his uh, beating and his crucifixion, his death. They seen him die on that cross, and they seen his body put in that tomb. So they were just like, "Man, it's all said and done. What are we gonna do?" They didn't comprehend, or they didn't fathom that he said, "Hey, on the third day, I'm gonna." I'm going to raise it from the grave. They didn't catch that part. The reality of death hit them. The shock of, of what happened to Jesus, the trauma just kind of put them in that place where they were just like, oh man, what are we going to do? He said he was going to do this. And we've seen the miracles, and, but he's dead now. But here comes the third day. <coughs> and he resurrected. And even when he appeared to them, they were still in doubt, like, yeah. and then finally, something must have finally hit them, and they realized, wait a minute here, mm. wait a minute here, you know what we need to do, I'm just paraphrasing, here's Peter, the denier, Thomas, the doubter, yeah, yeah. Huh? And they're saying, hmm, maybe we should just go into Jerusalem and, and wait there, just like he said. Maybe we should just go ahead and do that. <laughs> so they did. Amen. Maybe their obedience was reluctant obedience. Huh? He told for us to go wait for the promise of the Father. We better go then. Maybe they didn't really totally understand the whole nature of that promise. And they just went reluctantly. And they sat there they, that day on the day of Pentecost, and all of a sudden, guess what happened? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here comes that wind in. 
I would, you know, I, if you read that in the book of Acts, you really wonder what, what happened and what, you know, if I could just see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed at what the Bible says, like a rushing mighty wind. Yeah. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. Wow. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Lord, as the Spirit gave the utterance. I can just imagine that, but I'd like to see, when I get up there, I'm going to say, Lord, take me back. I want to see the rerun of the, uh, of the day of a Pentecost. I want to see that rerun. But when that experience happened to them, let me tell you something. Obviously, something hit them because the Holy Ghost filled them. And because they, amen, received that understanding. Here, here's Peter saying, Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. Guess what? They, they didn't really have to uh, subject themselves and pray and fast for years and months and weeks. After they got the Holy Ghost, guess what they did? They went out and they started to preach. And then here's Peter laying hands on people and people were being healed. And casting out devils. You know why? Because obviously they must have stood. They were standing in the right hand of power. The problem, our problem is this. There's a part right here where we just can't seem to adjust to. And all he says is believe. Believe. So, one more scripture. Oh, man, I tell you what. Time is, time is fleeting. Time waits for no man. I read that scripture verse, so I'm going to read it again. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. If, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. That's what we need to be doing. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. The right hand, the right hand of power. You know, in the Old Testament, when they when they finally uh, organized and structured not just the tribes but the priesthood and when they finally completed everything and they erected the tabernacle and there they were they uh, basically sanctified and consecrated the priest and one of the things that the Lord said to do was you take that blood of that bullock take it and put it on the right ear I put it on the altar, the horns of the altar. Put it on the right ear of the high priest. And then take it, put it on his right thumb. And then his right toe. Why, why the right? Because that's our strength. So we can hear. So we can grasp. So we can walk. In our strength. That's why it's important for us. And I hope you all come to an understanding of that. Amen. Thank you very much. Prayer this, this evening at 6 o'clock. Service at 6.30, regular time.
Have a good and godly day. God bless you. Greet one another.